Hey everybody, it's Ricardia from Me and the Gals, and I am joined by one of my regular visitors, no, co-hosts, I should say, which is Karina. Hi, Karina. Hi, Ricardia. <laughs> Hi there. I just love the fact that you called me gal. I'm still a girl. <laughs> yes. Girl, gal, gal. Girl, gal. <laughs> so yeah. today I'm here with Karina, and just Karina, because we're going to talk about something that we've often had as a topic in our conversations and that I've often thought about in terms of Karina, but also my own life. And the title I ran by Karina and she was already like, I don't know that that suits me <laughs> because the title is coming out and still not gay. What are your first thoughts about Oh my it, God, that is so provocative. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure what to say because, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't consider myself gay even if I am married to a woman and even if I I love my I love my woman I love my wife I love being in a um, relationship with a woman but I find it self hard to to identify myself as gay so I really don't know what to answer am I gay <laughs> I love that you are asking me the question. Maybe I am. <laughs> maybe maybe you are. Or maybe, maybe we'll get to the fluidity of it for you later, yeah. maybe. But I wanted to, I'll come, I'll circle back to it in a moment. But I read this article about a woman a couple of years ago. I think I even uh -huh. forwarded it to you at the yeah. time. And she referred to herself as a late life lesbian. So she had been married There were for over 20 years. There were kids. Then she left him and she started dating and I think ending up marrying a woman. So she called it late life lesbian. And then I remember there was Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote E Pray Love, uh -huh. who was married to men twice. And yeah. she also, at a later time, I think she was in her 50s by now, ended up falling deeply, madly in love with a woman who she then lost, who died. Oh. And she has a, a sort of a similar evolution as mm -hmm. you do. But I'd never heard her talking about herself as a lesbian. Is that something okay. that you also feel like doesn't really tell the whole story? Maybe? Exactly. I never put that label on myself as being a lesbian or a gay. But I do like that that concept of being like a late life. What did you say? Le a lesbian. A late life lesbian. Because mm -hmm. it has to do with, for me, it's a question about evolution in a way, as a woman, I could never have done this when I was 25 because mm -hmm. I simply was not there. Whilst now I am so totally there. I could, I love where I'm at and this is where I should be. But it, it has also taken a bit of years in my life to, to get to this point because um, it's all about your inner urges and needs and uh, your feelings and all that. And I think it's not until I turned, what, how old was I? 55? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I was 55 when I met Sophia and I was just there. It was just perfect. It was. And why do you think you couldn't, when you say you couldn't have done it as a younger person, is it because you wouldn't have even had the imagination or you would have had some sort of moral questioning of mm -hmm. yourself going on depending on how old we are? We don't know yeah. how we mm -hmm. reacted to this way in the, back in the day. That's also a very good question. I think I definitely had no moral <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it wasn't that. It just simply wasn't. It's a bit like if you don't see it, you can't be it, mm. especially in my case, because I was born and I grew up in a small town in the northern parts of Sweden and I can't even remember seeing any gay people. I mean, obviously there must have been some and there must have been there in front of my face, but nobody was like openly gay. 
So I was never um, exposed to the situation even. I do think, however, now that I sort of do a recap of my life and I think about different circumstances or situations that I have been in, I think a couple of women has actually hit on me (laughs) in a very sort of soft and subtle way. But Mm -hmm. not even then have I actually realized that this could have been for me, Mm -hmm. you know, funny, huh? But it has a lot to do with, I think, the upbringing and what you don't see, you can't be. Mm. And um, I don't know, I I just did what was expected of me, I guess, Mm. you you know, and that was uh, to meet a man, get married and have kids. Mm. So that's what I did. It's almost like we lack the imagination sometimes to picture ourselves in this kind of Mm -hmm. situation because not just because we don't see it, I think, sometimes, but because how do you go to a place that you just can't see in front of you, like you said? And I thought about this in terms of our conversation with the late life lesbian. So it really feels like you're more fluid than this label would give you permission to be. Does that feel like something? You mean like LLL? Late yeah, life like lesbian? you don't, you don't, exactly, the triple L scenario. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't, it sounds to me, but correct me if I'm sort of uh, conjuring up things that don't really uh, fit. It sounds to me like you feel that it hasn't so much to do with sexual attraction per se, or not only, but more like there's a person and she happens to be female and, and you fell in love exactly. with her. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is so, oh, people who meet me after this, my after I entered my nude type of life, mm-hmm. so to speak, they meet me and the first thing that they can come up with as a question, if they give me any question, it's like what it's like to have sex with a woman. Instead of saying, what is it like to spend your life together with a partner that totally gets you, mm. that that are on your same level every day, all the time, mm-hmm. a person who can feel every feeling you have, a person who can totally understand you, because mm. that's what it is. And the sexual part, I mean, that just comes as a bonus for you, because mm. if you are a sexual individual, as mm. I consider myself to be, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, mm. actually, mm. for me, it doesn't. I am so much more attracted to the fact that I have a partner who gets me, who sees me, who understands me, who think like I think and who, quite frankly, I would like to spend time with, you know, because mm. this is what we do in our relationship. We spend time together with each other, which I find very, um, I truly enjoy and like that, mm-hmm. appreciate that in my life today. Mm. Mm. That reminds me of something when you say that. I remember after one particularly traumatic breakup, it was a long-term relationship. After it had ended, I fell in love briefly with a woman. Mm -hmm. We only dated for a very short while. You met her, you know who it is. And I remember one friend who had also just not too long been through a very traumatic breakup. She had been with this man for 20 years, completely misjudged how he would react. Mm. And she said to me when I said, you know, I actually fell in love with a woman. Oh, I totally get it. I totally get it. There just aren't any good men out there. And so I thought to myself, well, hang on a second. (laughs) Are you saying that my falling in love with this person is nothing but a hetero woman's reaction to a bad heterosexual breakup? Because I didn't feel like that told the whole story. I just fell in love with this person because I loved some of her qualities, obviously. And I didn't 
Yeah. It, it didn't necessarily strike me first. Oh, I'm going to have sex with a woman now. No, it exactly. was more like, oh, there's this person. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, did anybody ever do that also where they said to you, oh, yeah, it's probably a reaction to men. And now you're just you've gone off them. Uh, did, yeah. Did that, <laughs> like, we're done here. We're done. Yeah. I can't remember anyone actually saying that to me, but I can imagine them thinking it. And that sort of pisses me off a bit because that is so low in a way, you know, like, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there are good men out there. It's just definitely not, it's not just one of them. I, I didn't happen to meet a good man. I met a good woman, which mm. did it for me. So, you know. Yeah, it's it's like. But almost it felt like, oh, it's the consolation prize. Like men didn't yeah. work out. And I've yeah. often felt that around, in this case now, gay women, there often was this feeling, oh, she's very disappointed in men. But I don't know that that necessarily works. Because no, if a man is disappointed, either, does he start to randomly have sex with men? Like, that no. like such a no, weird... No, 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 yeah. no. It doesn't work like that mm. in, in real life, I think. No, it's nothing to do with it, actually. Mm. I think it's more a fact that finally I am getting to know myself. Mm -hmm. I know my needs. Mm -hmm. I know what I want. I know um, what makes me happy, what makes me tick. I mean, and she just happened to be that person mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. So it was also timing, I guess. Because uh, it's like, you know, when you start looking for love, you or a person to love, a partner, you open up in a special way. Your your mind is more open to bringing love in. And that's what happened at that particular time for me when I met Sophia. So, mm. yeah. I love that idea that um, I feel like in a roundabout way, what you're saying is that love stands above any of all these labels. Oh, it does. It does. Mm. Preconceived notions. Exactly. And I also like the potential that you're mentioning here of there just being so much more than what we think we know after the first, what, third, three, four decades yes. in our life. Yes, exactly. That there's yeah. more expansion. Oh, there. there's so much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the shit you don't know. And then mm -hmm. there's the shit you don't know you don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, it just keeps growing. I know less and less in life. Mm. I keep saying I know more about myself, but maybe I know less. Maybe I we know, know a little bit more about ourselves, which makes us realize how little we've understood. Oh, it's like scary, I, I isn't it? Like, when you yeah. were young. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I remember feel... thinking when I was 30. Oh, mm. I knew it all. And, and that um, it's not so much about it is about learning new things. You and I are both people who love to learn. Mm. But I feel like I'm very busy unlearning a lot of the bullshit. That yes. Happened before. <laughs> and that yes. takes up a lot of time. Too. Exactly. And, and to cast that off and be like, in this case, brush it off. Yeah. Yeah. It's Move a woman on. who's the new, the new yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, the new me. For me, it yeah. was. Yeah. Mm. So I'm wondering, because you don't identify so strongly with the labels and labels being so important these days, like I you know, don't use the right label right away, no. oh. um, you get into a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you can't know everything and you can only hope that somebody, they're not obliged to do it, but you can only hope that somebody maybe explains stuff to you that you don't know, right? So I'm wondering, do you, now that you're in a 
a gay relationship or in a relationship where you love a woman or a same sex, if you will, do you automatically feel stronger about all the issues around LGBTQIA plus? I'm hoping I remember <laughs> now. Do yeah. you feel stronger about those issues or the history or the movement or do you have a stance? You're perfectly entitled to not have one, but I'm just Yeah, wondering. well, I was going to say I don't really have one because I'm mm -hmm. not very into it, sort of. I'm guessing still in my own bubble and my own life and all that I never was a person who was very sort of engaged in mm -hmm. the in the movement and such uh, and I guess I should feel a bit ashamed about that fact because maybe I should I don't know but I've decided no I'm not very involved it could be okay let me take some of that back mm -hmm. because in the process of getting to know Sophia Because Sophia is lesbian and she has been so for her whole life. Mm -hmm. She has also been um, exposed to a lot of um, uh, difficult situations, which situations that I have never been in, you know. Interesting. Yes, very interesting and very hard because I realized that I have been very ignorant maybe for a, a bigger part of my life, not knowing all these things about this particular group in our society. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously I feel for that group and I feel for all the bad experiences that Sophia has had, even though she has had very few in comparison to a lot of people in that situation. Mm -hmm. So I have, um, I have understood so much more than I have before. So that's kind of a... Mm. Mm. So you've developed compassion, but it uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're now the political lesbian who's just exactly. going for all the history yes, and exactly. the, and Maybe the I will be. Who knows? Mm. My life isn't over yet, you know. No. I might be up Thank there yes. screaming one day. One day <laughs> I might be. be. the first down there yeah. cheering you <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? So I also wanted to find out a little bit more, this a bit, little bit more traditional question maybe. What was the reaction of family and friends or children if you oh, feel at liberty to talk about My it? lovely, lovely children. They are so lovely when it comes to this question. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, they were my only sort of, um, how can I say, my Champions. only... My only fear at the moment, when the moment came and I was going to come out, if mm -hmm. we can call it that, I was mm -hmm. coming out, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, when I was supposed to tell them, you know, that I met a woman and all that, they were like, I mean, my daughter, she already knew. She had understood it before I did, <laughs> which is really funny, I think. Kids are weird like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they are from another generation and they've been brought up in a different way than I was. And mm -hmm. So they were just totally fine. They are... They are so sweet when it comes to this subject. I have no problems whatsoever with that. And as you know, my 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 parents are not here anymore mm -hmm. and they've been dead for a long time. So they never got to experience the new me in that sense. Mm -hmm. And then I have some remote relatives that aren't really a part of my life. I have spoken to some of them, though, and they mm -hmm. are very extremely positive. I have an aunt and she's around in her 80s mm -hmm. and she's just so happy go lucky and uh, congratulating me and being very sweet now to be honest i have had no negative reactions from people i'm sure there must be someone's out mm -hmm. there thinking negative thoughts about this but mm -hmm. i have received a lot of love actually isn't that interesting come to think about it nobody has really said something evil or something negative about my choices mm. But then again, as from the day when I divorced and left my old life, mm -hmm. 
I left a lot of the old friends and, and um, uh, the old friends and mm. people that I had around me. I I sort of lost contact with a lot of them, and the few that I kept, the few mm-hmm. that were really my friends, mm-hmm. they are still my friends, and they see me for what I am. So no, I think people are in general very positive. I must say, to be honest. The only thing they want to know is what is it like to have sex with a woman. Do they really ask directly like that? Some of them have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, there's so much curiosity around. I it. know, but it's you funny know. because and finally every someone who knows woman their way around a landscape. <laughs> I know every woman has a female body, right? Mm. So I would say it's easier to know a female body than it is to know a male body. Mm. That's the only thing I can come up with when I try to think about what. Yeah, what is it like? I mean. Mm-hmm. It's much easier for me to for me to explain what I want mm-hmm. or figure out or guess what they what my partner wants because it's mm-hmm. the same body as I have, you know. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I ne- never thought of that. God, That's I'm so an, ignorant. Yeah, I, it's uh, not. I don't think it's ignorant. It's just like you said. There's there weren't enough models out there. There were none. Yeah, yeah. I none. mean, yeah. who in yeah. my age group? None. Mm. And you said something else the other day or, or not too long ago that I thought was really interesting. You felt that, and this is without judgment, obviously, that the female energy also doesn't take over in a relationship the way male energy sometimes can. Yes. What did you mean Because, by that? Because, you know, male energy is, we were all brought up so differently. Mm. The male energy is supposed to be the funny ones, the ones that always talk over your head and the ones that sort of often gathers in groups and the male sexual energy is very penetrating energy interesting whilst the, choice. whilst <laughs> the female is, is not mm-hmm. and that's a big difference i mean to be a man and to be responsible for the penetration mm-hmm. that's a very big responsibility to actually enter a woman mm-hmm. you know i love that well, well and of course you can give them the trust and a co- and of course they can do that with whatever it takes to do it in in, mm-hmm. in a wonderful way. But for women, it's so different. It's more sort of more like waves coming and going together. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we're much more on the same level. And sex is much more in the head. That could be also be my age. I don't know. That's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think the one word that keeps sort of now reverberating in my head as I hear you talk is this two things. It feels like a shedding of several skins when you say you lost friends after this relationship, the longer one that Mm -hmm. you ended. And so I feel like there's a lot of transformational energy. And I feel like you you sound like someone who found more freedom as she aged. Yes, Mm. I did. I feel totally free today. And that I don't know if that is because we are two women, because we consider our ourselves very equal. Mm-hmm. We are totally equal, and that that's a that's a feeling of freedom. You know, mm-hmm. I can be whoever I want to be. I can just be me. Mm-hmm. I realize that I haven't actually been myself mm-hmm. for my whole life because I've been creating a me as from a picture of what a woman should be like together with a man, which oh, which can be a terrible mm. sight when you think about it. Mm. You're, su- you're supposed to make yourself smaller. You're not supposed to speak up loud and you're not supposed to... You're supposed to smile. You're supposed to nod when you're talking to someone. <laughs> All these little things, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do that now. Which is also, um, I must admit, not so simple 
all the time because I haven't practiced, mm -hmm. you know. I haven't really actually practiced to be myself, the strong person I am, because I am extremely strong and powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't even use my voice. It's true. I even have problems using my voice, and mm -hmm. I know why that is, because mm -hmm. I've been living in, in this male society, mm. female male society for so long. And you're not supposed to raise your voice and mm. speak up and even use your dark voice, you know? Mm. How could you? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, <true. laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it's a generational You're supposed to speak a bit like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah female and... Also, and yeah helpless a little mm -hmm. bit i mean thank god there's a lot Hope of change me. going on i mean your daughter's generation yeah is i mean they're not even close to this but mm. me speaking from my perspective mm. and yeah friends i have in my age group yeah so i have one more question for you you've partially answered it already but what's love got to do with all of this at the risk of sounding like tina turner. <laughs> i was gonna say is that tina turner <laughs> what's love got to do with it love is everything mm. Can we even survive without love in one way or another? I don't know. I love love. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a little too in love with love sometimes. <laughs> Speaking from yeah. my more heteronormative uh, <laughs> yeah. perspective now, I find that I think the next time that I fall in love, Glennon Doyle puts it so wonderfully oh. in her book, Untamed. I know we've quoted her yes. quite a bit. Yeah, I love her. And she says that she feels free and held or loved and held. And yes. I thought that's exactly Oh, goosebumps. It. Yeah. And yes. when you describe yes. everything you've talked or we've talked about today, it feels like you are being loved and free, but held in equal yes. proportion. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Good. Mm. All right, everybody. Karina, thank you so much. Oh, Every thank time. you, Rick. This this was lovely. It's so special. <laughs> good it's, talk. It yeah. is. It mm. is. We always have good talks and now we get to share them with people. So everybody, we really hope this was a nice episode for you, a good one maybe, to look at something that we think we know from a different angle. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can do so at bitchbreathe at gmail.com. The I in bitch is a number one. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll hear from you. See you next time. Thank you, Karina. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. <laughs>